Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you, sir. And uh, let me tell you what my goal is for the next uh, two or three minutes. You know, we all have our goals in life. My goal in life is to get some calls. I have no calls. So I know you're there. There, I have everything ready now. So that's my goal is to is to get some calls lined up. I used everything I had at the end of the hour. 888-787-KLIF. How about you call right now? 888-787-5543. Call now. Let's fill up those lines like you did last hour. That worked out quite well. Thank you. I like that. 888-787-5543. Now, that said, let me let me tell you some things that you should be doing uh, in a normal August, about the middle of August. This is anything but normal. But uh, you would normally be planting coal crops. This is the time you would plant cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale. That's the time you would plant those in your garden. Now, this is not a normal August, but if you want to carve out a little space, those would be the things you would plant right now. Um, it's also the time that you would plant uh, uh, fall color plants. You'd be amazed at how intense fall colors are uh, from annuals, uh, things like marigolds and zinnias. If you've ever lived in the north and then you've moved down here and you have seen zinnias and marigolds in June, say those just don't have the the oomph that they have in the north. I've taken photographs when we uh, used to go up to see my in-laws in Ohio in the summer, and I'd come home and I'd look at my Kodachrome slides compared to ones that I'd take here, and they they didn't look the same. They're much more intense. And then I started planting fall marigolds and fall zinnias. Oh, my gosh, they were so intense in the cooler weather of the fall. So if you want to see some brilliant colors, plant zinnias and marigolds and celosias, coxcomb, now, and watch the richness of those colors. Um, and uh, you'll just be absolutely dazzled by the intensity. Now, you want to buy transplants that are in bud but not in bloom, and because uh, when you buy them in bloom, they seem to stall out. It's better to buy them in, in bud. I'm talking about the large flowering marigolds and large flowering zinnias. The, the miniature types, the smaller types, are going to be in bloom. There's not much way around that. So those are a couple things that need to be done. Now, if you're going to be plant, uh, trying to control nutsedge in a lawn that is reasonably active, uh, this is your time to put image out. Uh, image and, and sedge hammer is another product you can use, but at the consumer level, image for nutsedge is uh, a much more common product, and it requires two applications 30 days apart, and the second one must be made by mid-September, which means the first one must be made by mid-August, so bingo, there we are. That's image for controlling nutsedge in uh, lawns. Um, I hope the control will be good this year. Uh, if you have a lawn that's just plagued with drought, I'd, I don't think I'd put the lawn through that right now. I think I'd deal with that next year when we have more normal weather conditions. Uh, for example, image has to be watered in thoroughly, and you may have enough water restrictions. You can't do that, so I don't know. Anyway, those are a few things that are, are uh, timely for right now, uh, and we'll attribute that to sunburst shutters. If you're wanting to spruce up your house on the inside and the outside, these show to the outside, and they look fabulous outside as well as in. They look just dazzling on the inside. These are plantation-style shutters, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and four-and-a-half-inch louver size. Bigger the shutter, bigger the louver, the, the fewer lines you see when you open them, so you have just such an unobstructed view of the outdoors when you open them up. But you know, when it's really hot outside, you may want to leave them closed because they are really energy efficient. They keep that heat out. And even the best of windows, it's, it's hard to keep all of the heat out. But with sunburst shutters, that's an added layer of protection for you. 
They are made of poly wood. It's a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. They're color fast, and as I say, they are really energy efficient. They're just fabulous. Sunburst shutters. You're going to love them, and they work so easily. They open and close so easily. They're custom fit to any opening in your house, even if all the openings are the exact same size. All the windows are exactly the same size. Each opening gets its own specific sunburst shutter uh, measurements, and uh, they're made specifically for that window. That's because tape and bed work will cause the windows to vary just a little bit. That's why they're light tight. That's why they're energy efficient. That's just another of the measures of the true quality of the product. Sunburst shutters. Oh, and by the way, nice people as well. They'll come to your home, show you what they have to sell. They'll help you decide which uh, louver size would be best. They'll tell you what it would cost to do sunburst shutters. And if you're interested, then they'll sign you up right then. If you're not, they'll give you a card and you can call them back later. They'll also give you a chance if when you call, if you'd prefer to go to their showroom, They'll give you directions. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. SunburstShutters.com. SunburstShutters.com. And the phone number is 214-343-2601. SunburstShutters.com. 214-343-2601. Hi, I'm Carrie from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community. Who's there to answer your questions? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Carrie, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines, all filled right now. Thank you for that. Uh, Let's go to Rena in Arlington. Rena, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. Hi. Um, I have the... You know, I have certain parts of the lawn that I, I see little patches, but I think that's just the sprinkler. <clears throat> excuse me, the sprinkler not really hitting them. But I have some strange ones that look like they're the tracks of a lawnmower. It, they're just completely evenly spaced apart, just like the wheels of a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. What would cause that? I mean, I have a service that comes in most my yard. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, would it, they be coming from someone's lawn who's got something on the wheels? I don't know. That would no, do that's, like that. that's the heat streaks that uh, are caused by uh, compressing the, the mower from the weight of the mower and the weight of uh-huh. the, the bag if they're catching the clippings or just, just the weight of the mower if they're not uh, right. mowing during the heat of the day. Um, uh-huh. You may have seen in eGardens, and I, I think it was eGardens, in the last couple of weeks, a photo that I put in from the University of, uh, from Michigan State University, uh-huh. um, that uh, of of a just a gross example of heat streaks on bluegrass, and the same thing applies here. I've had more questions about heat streaks uh, in uh-huh. St. Augustine this year than in all of the other 52 years of my ministering to texas gardeners combined uh, it's it's a common occurrence this year but it oh, for wow. anybody who has not experienced this it it uh, is browning as she described just in the width of of the wheels oh, it can right. be it can be a walk behind more or it can be a riding more but it'll be anywhere yeah. from two inches wide to eight inches wide just brown yeah. stripes Right. They just do the. They don't have a bag on it, so it's not the weight of the bag. It's, it's just the from the, the wheels, mower. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Look. Look yeah. at uh, Google uh, heat streak, turf grass, Michigan State University, and you'll see that photograph. It's just amazing. Okay. All right. It's, well, thank it's you. not harmful once the lawn is watered, and weather turns cooler, it'll perk back up again. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You betcha. Have a great day. Bye bye. Yeah. That's. Uh, First time I was asked about that was about eight or ten years ago, and I just came across that photograph. Oh my gosh, look at this! So, anyway, it's a, it's a crazy world. Uh, we have Mike in Fort Worth, Charles in Southwest Tarrant County, and I'll get to both of you coming up next. So, stay with me, and uh, we have that one line open at eight 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 seven eight seven K L I F. 
This phrase, Lone Star Gardening, I was going to give you an example of what I have, and I, I didn't get the book opened in time, so I'm not going to be able to do it, but just an example of what I have for August for the uh, the uh, garden calendar of, of things that you need to do at, at a various uh, time of the year. Uh, well, let me just see. I don't know how long it take me to get there. I'm in August, so... Um, it, it talks about it's time to feed lawn and landscape plants, and then detail uh, of that, about four lines. Container plants, iron-deficient plants, it talks about all those, and then timely troubleshooting. And there's a short paragraph on each one of these, aphids and chinch bugs, pecan pests, gray leaf spot, cotton root rotting trees, and shrubs, and then nutsedge, but a paragraph on each one of those things that you need to watch out for in August. This is the calendar that I, I talk about, Chapter 2. Uh, we have the planting list for August. Uh, this is a normal August of warm season turf grasses, trees, shrubs, and ground covers that can be planted right now, annuals for fall color, perennials, things that you plant now that uh, are not planted at other times of the year. And uh, this is things that you'll find in nurseries at this time, time like mums and fall asters, Mexican bush sage, Mexican mint marigold, and then the fall flowering bulbs like spider lilies and naked lady lilies, fall crocus, and oxblood lilies. So this is what the, uh, and then uh, a frequently asked question of August, a plant of the month. Um, this is what the calendar is all about, and that's chapter two of the book. The book has 11 chapters, and uh, it is written for every county in the state of Texas. Uh, it is 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. Uh, there are more than 25 multi-page charts. It has a huge amount of information. I offer you a money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied. sold 75,000 copies in the first five printings. And uh, I've made that same guarantee all the way through. If you're not satisfied, I'll, I'll pay back every penny that anybody has spent, and I've not had one request for refund. So I think you'll like the book. Uh, it's only available from my office or my website. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. Uh, it is $32.95. That's marked down from $36.95. The sixth printing will be $38.95, so you get it at $32.95. Just two small paragraphs difference between the 5th and 6th printings, and they refer to the, the winter of February 2021 and that uh, really bad cold spell, and you already know about that, so you know this, uh, this book is, is, other than that, exactly the same. So I really would encourage you to get this while you can save so much money on it, and it's limited to the stock that I have on hand, and there isn't a lot left. So here are the two ways you can buy it. Call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214 FoundationRepairs.com. All right, sir, thank you. And uh, let me tell you about Whiskey Stone right now and invite you to get by and take a look at what they have to offer. They are fabulous. Whiskey Stone, since 1983, experts at Whiskey Stone have been leading the nursery industry, nursery and landscape contracting industry. They've been showing us the way to make our landscapes look absolutely dazzling. Now, they have access to the best landscape contractors anywhere around. So if you're looking for somebody who can use that stone to uh, put in a beautiful patio or walkway, maybe a, a patio deck, a, a pool deck, I should say, a retaining wall, whatever it is, if you need help, they know the best people to do that work for you. Uh, with 22 acres of stone, they have every possible kind of stone and decorative gravel around. 
So when your uh, landscape calls for beautiful stone, they have it at Whiskey Stone. These are really nice people. Mike and Derek Wisnan, a father and son team. Mike's dad started the business back in the 1983. And uh, Mike and Derek are both leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They are revered members of that association. Visit with them and all their people at 4501 East Loop 820 South. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Fort Worth. That's in far southeast Fort Worth. For more information, visit their website at whiz-q.com. W-H-I-Z-Q.com. Or call them at 817-429-0822. Open Monday through Saturday, 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone. I'm Hillary from Jabo's Ace Roulette. We're your source of great Traeger products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Hillary. We love our Traeger. Let's go to Mike in Fort Worth. Mike, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. So I've got uh, about an acre of St. Augustine on Lake Worth area. And we've got some pretty heavy pecans. But my question is, I've seen these big semicircles of green or yellow, and I think they're called fairy circles. Fairy rings. Done little, yes, sir. Fairy oh, rings. Ring, yeah, fairy rings. And we reading about it, and it's like, man, you can't hardly get rid of these things. So what do you recommend for treatment of these things, and how do you get rid of them? Uh, I have them. I don't worry about them. They're absolutely a normal really? occurrence. What happens, for anybody who's not familiar, uh, a mushroom or a, a small group of mushrooms will get started, and they will cast their uh, spores out. Well, they'll cast them in all directions, but the uh, spores only will uh, develop on the outer ring, kind of the drip line of the spores where they cast. And the next year, they'll go farther out and farther out. And occasionally, it's like a perfect rainbow. Sometimes you'll see a perfect rainbow. Sometimes you'll see a partial rainbow. The, uh, the, the joy of all time is to see a perfect fairy ring where it goes all the way in a circle. Most times you'll see an arc, but uh, they are living off decaying organic matter in the soil, usually old grass clippings or tree roots or something. Uh, they'll only be there for a short while, um, and then they will die. They release the nitrogen that they're using back into the soil, and uh, they present no big, no big problem. Uh, if, the, if the lawn is kind of yellowed otherwise, except for where the fairy ring is, it may be time to put some fertilizer on your lawn. Uh, if it's St. Augustine, I would not, however, fertilize during the heat of the summer because of gray leaf spot. Yeah, yeah. But it's, okay. it's, a, it's a normal occurrence, and I wouldn't worry about it particularly. More okay. a novelty. I'd, I'd be proud to show one <laughs> off. They're kind of fun to look at. Okay, and then the other question is, started a garden, and I was reading about people soaking banana peels and making a tea out of it for a day or two and then pouring oh it on tomatoes and and uh, peppers. Truth, false, good, bad. Well, it's probably it. true. They do it with everything. I, I imagine that's true. Not anything I subscribe to, but that's, that's okay. whatever turns them on, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Mike. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, we go to Charles in southwest Tarrant County. Charles, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I've noticed on my hollies, I've got several different kinds of uh, Nellie R. Stevens that I put in a year ago in like April. Uh, but dwarf purple hollies that are now five feet tall have, they, they and, and I have a couple other hollies, have uh, look like their leaves are scorched. Some of them start well, at the edges of the leaf, but some of them start in the middle of the leaf burned. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got one row of dwarf Burford hollies against a uh, uh, chain link fence, and they're burned mostly on the west side, west side of the plant. Mm-hmm. And I've got some up against the house on the south side, and they're fine. Am I going to lose those? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I will tell you that I have seen thousands of hollies and other shrubs mm-hmm. uh, that have been allowed to get either slightly too dry or uh, my wife is tired of hearing me say as we have driven around town 
you got to water them, folks. I'm not talking about your plants, Charles, but I'm talking about uh, landscapes that people have put in around commercial buildings, and they just put them in to meet the the requirements of the city. Uh, We're we're in McKinney, and and there is new construction everywhere, and they slap in the trees that are beautiful live oak trees, and they never water them again, and and the trees die. And and, uh, first of all, forgive me, I love my city. What is the city thinking? You know, do they not require that these things be there a year later? Uh, is, is the regulation met, and yep. therefore nobody worries from that point on? They just take them out, and those big berms are left there bare? I don't right. know. I, I really don't know. And why go to all that expense? It's thousands of dollars worth. Well, the same yep. thing is true with, with hollies in commercial landscapes and residential landscapes. These yep. things are worth a great deal of money. Yep. saw some on the access road of uh, 75 uh, between uh, 380 and Wilmoth yesterday that are mm-hmm. beautiful. They're 12 feet tall and they're dead. Yeah. Um, and one water truck in the middle of the summer in, in late July could have saved those plants. Yeah. But they're they're gone. And so yeah. there will be nothing there now, nothing, yeah. not one plant. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, what you're going to have to do, Charles, is, is uh, keep them properly watered and hope that the twigs are – you can tell by looking at the twigs yeah. – if uh, if they're shriveled, then they probably won't come back, at least on that part of the plant. Yeah. Um, and and so it sounds to me like you were right at the edge of the permanent wilting point, the point at which the plant will not recover. Yeah. The, the one side is still alive. The other side looks like it, it struggled pretty badly. Yeah. And, and I, I have seen a lot of plants where the whole plant is gone, like the ones I just described. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't notice that till about three weeks ago. And I started you can't watering. tell with hollies. That's the problem. Yeah. You, they 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 don't really wilt. They just they just turn yeah. a kind of a insipid yeah. uh, olive drab color, and yeah. and by then it's too late. Yeah. Okay. I think I probably lost the L.A.R. Stevens one. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. And I've done the same thing. I'm no better than anybody else. I've lost two or three hollies over my life, yeah. and I know better. And and yet I've managed to do the same thing. So I I get it. I understand. Uh, 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 dwarf purple holly that's five feet, four, four and a half, five feet tall. Mm-hmm. How much water would I need to put in there with the kind of weather we're having here right now? No way to tell you. Uh, how much water should I tell you to drink? There's just no way. How, how much will my dog need? I, I just don't know. You, what you need to do is water it uh, probably uh two or three times a week and soak yes. it thoroughly, and then you know you won't be overwatering it if you do that. Yeah, that's um, what and, I've been trying to do. Yeah, and okay. and when I say soak it thoroughly, I'm talking about using a bubbler on the end of your hose yeah. to, so you can turn it on at full volume and watering it uh, for several minutes, uh, not to the point that water runs away from it, yeah. but soak it so it really soaks in deeply to a depth of 18 or 24 inches. Yeah, okay. I haven't been going quite that deep yet. Yeah. I think I'll get down maybe six, yeah. but I hope I'm getting out of six. Yeah, a lot of us are going to face a lot of loss. I I have a couple of Mondo grass beds where heads were broken, and I didn't know it. 18-wheelers had driven through the beds along the road, and yeah. I didn't know it, and uh, I've lost probably have lost some plantings because of it so like i say i'm i'm certainly not innocent yeah it's just it's hard to know this has been awful this year but time will tell we'll know better in a month or so if we if we start watering now you'll know better if if these plants are alive they will offer to regrow it's still early enough in the season it's not early but it's still plenty of time for them to regrow this year and you'll know yeah Yeah. and most of those burford hollies have have a good beer, green leaves. Yet. Yeah. So, so you, they'll tell you. Hey, I got to run, but hope that helped. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Good luck with it. Stephen in Bedford, I'll come to you next, folks. I have two open lines. I need some calls. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Good roof can really mean a lot in the value of a house. If you're getting ready to sell your house, uh, you need to have the roof inspected before you ever put it on the market. You don't want to find out from the other side, you got a bad roof, buddy. We're going to discount this house a whole bunch. 
Uh, you don't want that wording to come back to you from their realtor. You want to get that inspected right now. If you think you've had storm damage, uh, wind or hail damage, have Wortham Brothers come out and do that inspection for you. There's no charge for it. We've had some storms. You know, roofs just get old, and they need to be replaced. Some of us who've been around a while, we lose our covering, and that's what happens to roofs. And so have the Wortham Brothers people come out, go up on your roof for you. They will tell you, and they are not trying to create work for themselves. If there's no problem with your roof, they'll tell you that. They're they're a very... A high-level company, uh, just integrity rules at Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Second-generation family business. They are local. They've been local all that time. Uh, 1986, so that's 36 years they've been doing this. 100,000 roofs. You don't do that many roofs unless you have that integrity. Composition, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate, newer residential re-roofing, flat roofs. They do it all. So call them for that free roof inspection. Then when it comes time to have a new roof put on, call the best. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. WB Roofing dot com nine seven two five six two fifty seven eighty eight Wortham Brothers Roofing Company nine seven two five six two five seven eight eight On the next Markley Van Camp and Robin show, what was the most insane thing said over the weekend? How long is this show? We need like six hours for this. We gotta do it in about half of that. Yee. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekdays at noon on 570 KLIF. My newsletter is called eGarden. Neil Spray's eGarden is electronic, don't you see? It comes from my computer directly to your email box, and it happens Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. Uh, we send it out by uh, Constant Contact. It's a very reputable distribution service, and uh, we have about 80,000 subscribers. It is free. I say subscribers because you have to sign up for it. I can't just dream up your email address, but you don't have to pay for it. There is never an option for a subscription model. That doesn't, doesn't you know, paid subscription model. It's not there. It's just free. And uh, I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. I'm not interested in making money at your expense that way. And I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to send you all kinds of offers because you're a subscriber. doesn't work that way. You just get eGardens. You get what you don't pay for. <laughs> so there you are. And uh, uh, it is five stories each issue. One story is always a featured plant of the week. One story is always gardening this weekend. It's the things you need to do that weekend. And one story is always going to be our Q&A section, which has really skyrocketed where I answer uh, questions that people have posted. So those are the things that you'll find in eGardens and a couple of other stories as well. This coming week we'll have Stephen Chambly, and we never know what to expect with Stephen, so that's always fun. So you can see what it looks like by going to my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's where you buy my book, and it's also where you click on eGardens to see the recent examples and to sign up. neilsperry.com, click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. thought we might spend just a moment or two today talking about some of the ways that we could keep our landscapes from getting overly cute. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I just had a couple of ideas and I'll blurt them out. Sometimes we use bold, conspicuous edging. I did this myself at one point. I used railroad ties for edging. They're too heavy. For goodness sakes, edging should disappear in the landscape. And we use rings around shade trees. Trunks are not the most beautiful parts of our shade trees. Why would we want to feature them? It's kind of like wearing snowshoes when you have a tuxedo on, guys. Why would you want to draw attention? So let's just let the trunks disappear into the turf or into the ground cover. Row plantings along the front walk. If you have a winding walkway, plantings like this might be good to help give direction, but for a straight walk, it makes the landscape look like a zipper. It's really not the best plan. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. All right, thank you, sir. And... Uh, 
tell you about Ace Hardware right now. First of all, I'm going to tell you that Ace Hardware sponsors both hours of this program. They are the, uh, the, the, the keynote sponsor, the platinum sponsor. I don't call it that. That's kind of a goofy thing to do. But um, they are the, the overriding sponsor, and they're the ones I want you to go in and thank, if you will. It's, uh, it's painless. Just ask if the manager is there. And uh, the manager will say, what's the matter? we got chewing gum in the parking lot, or what's the problem? And that's what they'll think when they get called to the front of the store. And you say, I just want to let you know that I appreciate your sponsoring Neil's program on KLIF. And the smile will break out. That's, that, it, it, it will mean a lot to that manager or owner. Owner may be in the store, usually are. And it'll mean a lot to me. So thank you for that. Now, back to their ad. Let me tell you about that. These are the uh, great people, and uh, they are uh, offering to you right now a great deal on Ace Premium Wild Bird Food. 20-pound bags, get two bags for $20. Ace Premium Wild Bird Food helps wild birds through times of stress brought on by breeding and migration and heat and drought. Vitamins and minerals have been added to the mix. The mix attracts bluebirds, cardinals, chickadees, grosbeaks, blue jays, nuthatches, finches, sparrows, and other desirable birds. It's rich in sunflower and white millet. These are among birds' favorite seeds. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods. Remember, you get two bags for $20. Ace Premium Wild Bird Food, 20-pound bags. You'll go into the Ace Hardware store where you'll find local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. On the next Markley Van Camp and Robin show, what was the most insane thing said over the weekend? How long is this show? We need like six hours for this. We got to do it in about half of that. Yee. Markley Van Camp and Robbins, weekdays at noon on 570 KLIF. My website is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's in alphabetic order, E-I-N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. No, it's not Sperry Topsider. Wish it were, but I'd still be working anyway because I love this. So anyway, it's neilsperry.com. That's where you go to buy my book. That's where you go to sign up for eGardens that we've talked about. It's also where you go to find my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions and the Rose Rosette information on that virus that attacks roses and the St. Augustine Diagnostics that we've talked about. A lot of information at my website. I hope you'll go there. hope you'll take a look at the book. I hope you'll take a look at eGardens. All of that and so much more at neilsperry.com. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. I own my own Ace Hardware store because I enjoy serving the community of Salina. I am proud of my team that's there to serve you. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Wait till you see that store. It is just beautiful. Well done, Dan. Ask him what he did in his uh, life prior to that store, and you'll understand why it looks so nice. Let's go to Stephen in Bedford. Stephen, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Uh, yes, how are you today? I'm well, thank you, sir. How about you? Well, doing much better since we got a little bit of rain. But get on to the business. Uh, I guess my primary question right now, I went to Ace Hard- Hardware and got a got some uh, uh, well, they're granules to put out for uh, brown patch or other funguses. And I noticed on the label it says that they are that it'll last for up to four weeks. And I'm wondering if it isn't too early to put that out. I have had brown patch, you know, in previous years, and I was trying to head, up, head them off. But uh, if I put that out now, maybe I'm putting it out too early. Uh, you think? You want, you want to put brown patch uh, controls out when you are expecting 60-degree nights and rain. I'll let you judge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear those in the forecast. Oh, man, I wish we did. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it's too well, early. It's now, okay. yeah, I was, I was okay. going to say there are, uh, there are diseases that are out in the lawn right now. And if you told me uh, that and, and the uh, fungicide that is recommended for all three of the turf diseases that we see, 
the take all root rot in the spring, gray leaf spot in the summer, and brown patch in the fall. The one that, that transcends all of those is Azoxystrobin, which is in Holtz uh, Disease X by Scott's. I, I do not normally just go specifically to a brand. I don't do that. Uh, they are currently not spending, as far as I know, any money advertising with me. Now, the Ace Hardware people may come back in and buy some ads with Scott's money at some point, but at this point, I don't know that. Uh, but the reason, but hang on, but to finish that comment, hang on just a second. Uh, the reason that I go to that is that's the only uh, product that will control uh, the take-all patch in the spring that's available at consumer level. And it also works on gray leaf spot and brown patch. It's hard to find fungicides for consumers for turf grass diseases. There aren't a lot of them available to consumers. And so if you had gray leaf spot on St. Augustine, that's a summer disease. And I would, I would not have flinched. I'd said, yeah, perfect timing. This is, this is when we treat for it. But there's no point in putting out uh, any fungicide now if you don't have a disease. Um, if it, if it were my situation and I didn't have anything right now, I'd certainly wait for brown patch. It's way too early for that. Normally, you don't see that till until October. Well, it seems like every time or every year, it's a matter. I don't get to it before it <laughs> it starts showing up and making my yard look bad. <laughs> well, of all the things that happened to St. Augustine, brown patch is the least dangerous the least damaging it is like a minor case of acne on a teenager it's not much <laughs> and you know i'd i'd certainly wait a while I, if you want to be preventive about it go for it but but not this far is <laughs> you'll have to treat a second time if you put it out this far ahead we're getting close to uh putting up the pre-emergent and also the fertilizer so i yep. think i'll hold off on the other yeah, you got plenty to do. You'll be busy. Yeah. Appreciate your call. Thank you, Stephen. All righty. Let me go to Rob in Grand Prairie. Rob, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I bought an older home about three years ago, adopted the St. Augustine grass lawn. I like it, but it obviously needs a lot of water. And I've been uh, fixing a lot of the broken or cracked pipes because of the drought. Uh, my last zone didn't water too well, and I procrastinated too long in fixing it. Now I have a polka dot lawn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking it's dead because it's like straw when I walk on top of it. Um, but I'm trying to now that I fixed it and I'm trying to water it good. Uh, do I? Is it too far gone? How do How do I know if it's going to grow back at all? Uh, you can tell by looking at the runners, Rob. If the runners are completely brown, then then that particular square foot is not going to come back. If the runners have any green left in them, they will come back. They'll come back slowly, but they will come back. Uh, that's the way you can tell. Now, one other thing I'll ask you, and you may not know off the top of your head without going and looking, um, are the are these completely brown areas only in full sun? Um, one section, for sure, we have a huge tree, so the, the area that's full sun really, really gets it. And so that that's definitely crunchy. And the front lawn is too. Um, I guess the question is, do I, if I'm going to, I'm going to have to sod I no, guess no this is, here's my question. Do okay. you have any of the crunchy areas, the completely brown, gosh, I don't think that's alive, areas uh, beneath the tree in, in shade, in a lot of shade? No, no. Any, it's full the, sun is dead. Okay. The reason any, I'm any asking. Any shade alive, yeah. The reason, the reason I'm asking is you you assumed, and you may be correct, you assumed that uh, that it was the drought and the broken heads and, and pipes that caused it to die. In reality, it could also have been chinch bugs. A lot of people have missed chinch bugs this year thinking it was just the drought. There was so much uh, uh, news about the drought on television, on radio, that people didn't notice that their lawn was besieged with chinch bugs. And uh, so... Uh, and they will kill. They'll kill even faster than mm-hmm. drought will. So uh, I only saw one or when I dug up around the uh, sprinkler heads. I saw one or two. Well, those, those, like, yeah, but, but if it's change. yeah, yeah, if if the grass is completely brown, they're gone. They they migrate. They right. get out of there. There's no point in staying around there. There's nothing. No fun there. 
party's over. They they go out to right. the area where the grass is dying, not dead. And right. so any checking that you do for them uh, has to be done in the uh, area where the grass is, is still green, just starting right. to decline. If you want right. to see what they look like, you, it sounds like you already know, but, but I have mm-hmm. really good photos from the University of Miss, uh, from Mississippi State on mm-hmm. my website under the St. Augustine Diagnostics on my homepage. Uh, would you say anyway, wait till spring? Wait yeah, spring, I probably or? would uh, because it's very late in the season. Yeah. Uh, like I told a caller last hour, we all have lawns that look like yours. Nobody's going <laughs> to point at yours and laugh, and, and, right. and, and you're not going to be cited by the city. Uh, wait until April, late April, and, and uh, at that point, things should be a lot better, and you can get started with, with better conditions at that point. Okay. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. We have a special guest coming up in just a minute, so stay with me, and we'll come right back. I want to tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and uh, the fact that you still have a a chance to get it at a tremendous discount of $32.95. This is a book that will pay for itself before the end of this calendar year, and I, I will promise you that, or else I'll refund every penny that you spend on it. Uh, This is a book that has uh, 11 chapters. I'll tell you what those chapters are. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening, things you need to know to get started or to perfect your gardening skills. Uh, That's Chapter 1. talks about climate, talks about soils of Texas, and uh, the hardiness of zones of Texas, things of that sort. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar that gives you detail of everything you need to do in your landscape and garden, four pages per month. You turn the page to the next month, and it'll tell you what you need to do in that month. And uh, I've never put that in a book before. Then chapters 3 through 11 are extremely detailed chapters, often using big, detailed charts, really detailed charts. Uh, This is on these topics. Chapter 3 is trees. Chapter 4 is shrubs. Then vines, ground covers, annuals. Oh, that's a lengthy, uh, really detailed chapter. Uh, Perennials, another long one. Lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in the book. 840 of my photographs, 344 pages of high-quality paper printed, in hardback form in San Antonio by Clear Visions, bound in San Antonio by Universal Book Bindery. All of the work done in Texas because I wanted it truly to be Lone Star Gardening. Carolyn Skye was my editor and Cindy Smith, the graphic designer. We're all right here in North Texas. This is a book for Texas done by Texans, and you can get it only by calling my office or by going to my website. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. Frankly, they're all in my garage right now, the fifth printing, and they're only $32.95, and it'll be a signed copy. I'll be signing tomorrow night, and also on Monday, I'll be delivering them to the post office Tuesday. I do that each Tuesday. So satisfaction guaranteed. Here are the two ways to order it. Uh, One is to call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, that's 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. At Lance Landscape Lighting, our certified electricians and designers can upgrade your outdoor lights, even vintage fixtures, to energy-efficient LED technology with just the right balance of warm and cool lights. Lens will illuminate the distinctive features of your home from every angle, every night. Let Lens create a nightscape that no matter how you look at it, makes your home shine. Lens Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. LensLighting.com. They are good. We have Lens Landscape Lighting, and we love it. It's uh, for safety, uh, just being able to see well at night when we're out and around. It's not bright light, but it illuminates things. We have it for security. Just uh, the bad guys don't come to a house that has night lighting around it. And we have it for beauty. It looks like moonlight. 
365 nights a year. I'll just add on to that, add a little bit. Lentz Landscape Lighting. Let me tell you about advanced foundation repair right now. I use the services of my advertisers. It's been 15 years ago, I guess, that I had uh, the folks from Advanced Foundation Repair come to our home, and uh, we have one room that was uh, built separate from our uh, the rest of our house after our house and the the, uh, the the foundation there had some problems it did did not hold together well the form let go during the pour and uh, we've had troubles or had had troubles uh, up until the point that we had advanced foundation repair come to the site and they made our house whole once again it's uh, it's a great company. I'm proud to represent them. 27 years now on the air. I put them through their paces initially. I asked for referrals, and I called those references and to a, a person. This was uh, uh, homeowners. To a person. They said we were thrilled with the work that they did, and we still are. You know, when they uh, do work, first of all, it's affordable. It's done punctually and you get a, a warranty that is good for the lifetime of the house transferable from owner to owner to owner backed by cash in the texas foundation warranty trust all of that is very very special so i've been proud to represent them to you here on the air and happy with the work that they've done for me that's advanced foundation repair on the web it's foundationrepairs.com plural foundationrepairs.com and the phone number for that free foundation inspection, 214-333-0003. That's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. I'm Sherry from TNC Ace Hardware on Jacksboro Highway. We're your source for those great home and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Sherry, and thanks to Ace Hardware. We appreciate all of you very, very much, and I hope my listeners will let them know. Well, right now we are visited by our uh, our resident bird expert, my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. Tommy, how are you? Doing well today, Neil. We had a picnic for all the Caldwell Elementary kids today, and uh, just just have had a wonderful day so far. Tell folks what the association with Caldwell Elementary is. So First United Methodist Church adopted Caldwell as our local campus um, 12 years ago, and we've been providing uh, mentors for students there. We do a, a Christmas drive. We do a back-to-school um, school supply backpack drive with our friends at Caldwell, and we provide volunteers and support to the teachers uh, supplies, um, folks to help out with uh, in the classroom with reading, with uh, whatever the school needs. This is this is our school. It's right down the street from our church, and we have been blessed with our relationship through about Caldwell, three or four blocks away. One of the I yes, guess it is. just about the closest school for us. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Caldwell has uh, has been around a long. It's been several things. I don't know if it was ever a high school, but it was certainly a middle school. Our kids went there. And uh, I think it might have been a high school way back when. So that's a good association. First United Methodist Church is uh, on the web as sharingtheheart.org. And you can find out all of our service times. Tommy preaches at 8, 9, 10.05, and 11.10 on Sunday mornings. And then he goes home and collapses, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yes, yes, Especially indeed. these days. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. what's your sermon topic tomorrow, Tommy? So we're going to talk about prayer uh, tomorrow and uh, how we pray, what are we doing when we pray, and how prayer can be a blessing in our lives and our relationship with Jesus. That would seem kind of appropriate. Yes. yes I like indeed. that. I thought it was just right on target for, for this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. In our Families Anonymous meetings, we often uh, we often tell people when you say prayers, don't tell God what you expect. You know, ask for help. Don't, don't give demands. <laughs> So that's kind of appropriate. Well, that's good. Well, good deal. I'll look forward to that very, very much. And the 1005 service, folks, if you are a distance away, you're invited to watch the live stream. Or if you're homebound for one reason or another, I think our we have a 
we have a an ill grandchild, and so I imagine they're homebound, and we'll be watching tomorrow. So, uh, Tommy, I want to talk hummingbirds with you since you're our, our birding expert. And uh, offline, we were texting back and forth. Um, I finally got our hummingbird feeder up late. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell people. I had a door hinge that was not working quite right. I made a mistake of agreeing to one of these adjustable door hinges, and it's never right. And it's way down on the floor, and I can't, with vertigo, I can't get down there and look at this silly thing. And Lynn isn't too thrilled with it either. But anyway, we finally got it adjusted enough we can get out and hang the hummingbird feeder. And it was like, take a number. They were waiting. <laughs> The bus came yeah. in with hummingbirds. The yeah. door opened yeah. and yeah. In, in they came. They're really busy this year. And I think probably there aren't a lot of native flowers blooming for them, so they really need that help. And uh, you've experienced some other birds coming to your feeders? Yeah, sure. It's, it's been very dry, of course. And so, yeah, we've got lots of hummingbirds at our feeders right now. But we looked out the window and saw a bird, and uh, Eve said to me, that's the biggest hummingbird I've ever seen, if that's a hummingbird, <laughs> but I don't think it is. And, and we looked out, and it was a house finch sitting on, on our bird feeder and, and getting a little sip. And so we did a little research and found out that uh, other birds like to come to the nectar in hummingbird feeders. House finches, goldfinches, chickadees will come if you have a water moat around uh, the interior of your uh, bird feeder, then lots of birds will come uh, to get a drink of water. But also bats will come in the evening uh, to drink nectar from the bird feeder. Squirrels like to jump up there and rattle around and try to get a sip of the sweet stuff. So just no telling what you're going to find at your hummingbird feeder. Plus, right here in Texas, our beautiful ruby-throated hummingbirds are really, really active right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the mix is four to one, right? Four to one, four parts water to one part sugar. You can mix that up on your own. You can boil your water. You don't have to. I'll run mine through a water uh, filter uh, and just mix it up cold, and, and as soon as the sugar dissolves, it's ready to go out. You don't have to put dye. In fact, I encourage you not to put dye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also encourage you, just make your own. It, it takes about 10 minutes, and you can fill up all your hummingbird feeders, and you need to do that regularly and clean them often, especially when it's so hot right now. Uh, the uh, the nectar will turn, and you don't want that. So no. uh, just, just just clean those out every, every few days, every four days, once a week at least, and uh, you will have hummingbirds come to visit you. Yeah, and folks, don't be surprised if you see a couple of birds at the hummingbird feeder and then suddenly they are moving at lightning speed. One of them is twice the size of the other. That is known as a bully bird. And they are fierce and territorial. And the bully bird takes over. That's not very friendly. They are are tough little birds. They certainly are. Yes, indeed. But they will bring fun and laughter. And if you have children or grandchildren, uh, it will bring joy and a good way to get them interested in in birding and uh, being observant of nature and coming to a love of the creation that surrounds us all. We're we're so blessed. We live in a marvelous world, and the more we know about it, the more we're amazed. Tommy has one. mentioned to us that the migration pattern takes so many species right through Texas. And uh, I read somewhere this week that the migration has begun. Get your feeders out of other kinds with all the variety of bird seeds, and you'll enjoy that migration as it occurs. Many of them end up right here uh, for the winter. So it's a wonderful hobby. All right, so this is Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. Tommy, thank you. God bless you, Neil. Thank you. To Mike Bass, my friend, thank you, Mike. Great job. Until next week, happy gardening.